This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Pick Podcast, the CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Ryan Wilson, our general manager, Rick Spielman, and uh, we're not at home. We're at Tuscaloosa here, the practice facility. We just watched the Alabama Pro Day yesterday. If you missed it, we were at Columbus. We did a podcast from the Ohio State meeting room, the Ohio State Pro Day. Talked up CJ Stroud and some of the other players that are going to get drafted. All right, Rick, let's do it because we've got to get on the road to go see Will Levis tomorrow. Bryce Young, you talked to him at the Combine. The Alabama quarterback didn't throw at the combine. You held his feet to the fire, and he said, look, I'm going to throw out my, my pro day, and you made the point at the time, and you made it again earlier today. It better be good because this is your last chance to impress teams that have questions about your arm strength. You're not getting any taller at 5'10". Uh, he didn't get weight today, so he probably doesn't weigh 204, nor should he, but that's okay. And I said to you, I thought his pro day was a little better than CJ's, and we loved CJ Stroud's pro day yesterday. Yeah, I thought he every time he gets challenged, whether it's on a national stage for a national championship game, whether it's the last game of his career down at the Sugar Bowl, whether it's here at the Pro Day, every time he has an opportunity to perform, he performs in an elite level. And that just showed up here again today. So when you watched him throw, you saw how quick the release he had, how strong his arm is. Uh, the timing with his receivers was impeccable. He does everything you want a quarterback to do, when, especially when you watch him here at his pro day. And some of the things you see uh, in person at a pro day is obviously different than a game. Sometimes you struggle with the short passes. You might miss low. You might miss off target. Everything was on the receiver's face at every, all three levels consistently. Yeah, and you talk about a very tight spiral yes. and a very catchable ball. So yes. when that ball comes, he can put velocity on it when he needs to. But that ball is a very catchable ball. It makes it easy for receivers. And the one thing you want to notice about his accuracy, when he does hit the receiver in stride, that gives the receiver an opportunity to turn the ball upfield and get extra yards after the catch. And everything he showed here today, just like he showed on tape, yep. he may be the most accurate quarterback coming out in this year's draft. We might be too close for me to say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to teach you a new little word that I came up with during my, uh, when I take notes watching quarterbacks. I don't call it accuracy. I call it yaccuracy. Yards after catch, perfect accuracy, and then you go. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one because that's not going to fly. <laughs> but the other thing is you mentioned the tight spirals, and sometimes when you are that small, you have to sort of crow hop your way into a throw. He makes 
strong arm throws off platform and accurate, which adds to the and layer. And off balance. And off balance. We saw some of the rollouts. But again, you don't have to go on the pro day because our buddy Pete Prisco, who we work with, thinks pro days are useless. Go back and watch the tape. He makes so many off platform throws that are on the receiver's face and they have some juice on it. And, and that's the other thing that you have to take in consideration when you're talking about a strong arm because. Okay, you can throw the ball 95 miles an hour, but if you need 14 crow hops to get it going, that doesn't do right. you any good. Yeah, and the one thing you also notice about him, and you don't see it at the pro days. You can see the mechanics and everything else you want to look at. But for a shorter quarterback, when he's in the pocket, he never gets balls right. batted at the line of scrimmage. He has a unique ability to slide in the pocket, to find the open windows between the offense and defensive linemen, and really, for a short quarterback, does he ever get balls batted at the line of scrimmage? You know, it's funny. So, CJ, we saw yesterday, great workout. Bryce today, I thought slightly better. I think you agree with that, but both had really good days. It'll be interesting to see when we get to Lexington tomorrow in Kentucky and we see what a fastball looks like and if that changes our opinion because – Fair or not, you're affected by what you see most recently. Yeah. And I, I do wonder if it may, not, it may just be circum, uh, luck for Will Levis that he's going third as opposed to going first, for example. Um, but I, I want to see how that unfolds because that arm is going to be special, I think, when we see it in person. Yeah, and did you notice uh, this is great for all the teams that are looking at these quarterbacks because when you can go yes. back to back to back, which we're doing this week, yeah. uh, they're – evaluating the same thing and it's pretty fresh in your mind when you can stack these guys day after day after you see them so bryce was our qb1 coming into this week and and uh, cj was our 1b i don't know if that's changed i feel like we're at the same spot they're both really good football players yeah no i i'm, I'm going to keep bryce as my yeah uh one and then i'm going to keep cj stroud at 1b it'll be interesting to see what carolina thinks i was uh, going to ask you that so they saw cj yesterday and there, there's footage on on twitter of of uh, Luke McCown, the quarterback's coach, Josh McCown, excuse me, the quarterback's coach at Carolina, talking to C.J. about coming there, and people are trying to lip-read. Who knows what he said? But he was here today as well, and I'm sure he's, he's probably having similar thoughts. I don't know. What are the conversations in the draft room after these two days before you get to Will Levis? Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of talk on that private jet when they're heading up to <laughs> see uh, Will Levis tomorrow. So they'll compare notes. Uh, I know – the Frank Reich will be talking about what he's seen. Uh, Josh McCown will be talking about what he's seen. Uh, Coach Caldwell was Coach here today. Coach Caldwell was here today. The owner was here today. He was here too. I didn't see yeah. Dave yeah. Pepper. Yeah. And then Thomas Brown, the new offense coordinator, has been here. He was there yesterday in Ohio State as well. So you need a lot of people to be on the same page. At the end of the day, the owner's going to be the one that, that makes the decision, I would imagine. Maybe he'll get input. But if he wants a player, that's probably the direction they're going. Yeah, but I think he will let the – Okay. Experts or the the head coach and yeah. the GM make that decision because he's paying them the money to make those type of decisions. But I'm sure he'll give his input. Why would he be out here going to these pro days uh, if he didn't want to have some kind of input? So is there anything Bryce could have done differently? Like he didn't run the 40 either place. I don't think anyone cares about that. Uh, anything else he could have done today? Because I thought he checked just about every box. Yeah, and so there's, there's nothing else he can do now. Just talking to him, and when we interviewed him earlier, he'll probably have a couple private workouts. He said they were working on those logistics right now. Um, but other than that, now it's, he's done everything he needs to do. Now you just wait and see what happens on Hurry draft and night. wait. That's right. All right, that's Bryce Young. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the rest of the pro day here at Alabama right for this. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. 
It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Rick, uh, we talked about this in HQ earlier today. Yesterday at Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigwood, that was a great workout for him. Wide receiver is going to go in the first round. He may end up being wide receiver run, one. Ran four five zero in that range, and that's plenty fast enough. And, and just to make a point on that, why these pro days are so important, because the last time teams had seen him play yep. was basically in 2021 in the early season, but he didn't look the same because he had the hamstring. Yep. So your last vision of him when you were watching tape was those early games, and he wasn't the same player he was in 21. Then you go to these pro days, you go to the combine, you see what he does, and you say, wow, that really jumps off, and that's why we potentially have him as our number one receiver. And the thing is, I, I mentioned him because there are no wide receivers here that are going in the first round of Alabama, which is a weird thing to say. Rarity. Rarity, but they have a guy in Jameer Gibbs who has movement skills, he's actually probably more sudden in small areas than Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that jumped out of the drills because he didn't run, he didn't need to run. But once he went through the drills, it was like, okay, this guy's not messing around. Yeah, no. And the other thing that you get at these pro days is you can see how they're built physically. Yep. And you can see for a smaller back, he is built thick through his lower body. That shows how explosive he is. When you watched him go through the drills today, he can bend, he can accelerate, he can change direction. In the uh, catching the ball, the backfield, he caught every pass, but he had one uh, drop, I think, in the flat that we talked about earlier. Yeah. So, but he's a type of running back that is so explosive that, and we talked about this, is that after he catches the ball, how quickly can he accelerate upfield? And you can see. He goes from zero to 60 pretty fast. In a hurry. And he compared himself to Christian McCaffrey. You see a lot of that in his game. You can put him in the slot if you want to, create mismatches there. He can run between the tackles, and, and the speed is there as well. He, he didn't do anything to hurt himself either, I don't think. And I think as you talk about, and again, seeing these guys in person gives you a different perspective, the quickness and the suddenness, even if you're watching from the press box uh, during the fall, you don't see that like you see it when you're 20 feet, 30 feet away from them. Yeah, no, and we're right on top of these yeah. guys, and fortunately we've had the access to uh, get there and see them up close and in person, and it's different. Uh, because you can watch it on tape or you can watch it from the press box if you're scouting from a game. But when you see with it... With binoculars, by the with way. With binoculars. <laughs> yeah. I learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, no. So make sure you always bring binoculars. We're working on Ryan Wilson's uh, scouting, scouting uh, 
Fellas. Let me ask you this, though. Or not even, I'm not going to ask you this. If you're listening to this or if you're watching at home and, and you're watching the highlights of Bryce Young throw, look into the end zone. It's down here as we sit here. There's There are two people there. One was a staffer for Alabama, and the other one was Rick Spielman. All the, the teams were behind us here at midfield. And Rick just mows into the end zone like he's going to make a tackle uh, on a Hail Mary throw. I was like, what is he doing over there? He's just like, what are you doing over there? Well, I, I can just see uh, the ball come out. And I can well, I see. I understand that, but you're in a danger spot. Yeah, I know. But I've, that's where I've always stood oh, for okay. 31 years watching oh, okay. practice. It's, I've okay. always thought, loved the end zone version of it. But you can see when you're standing that far behind the drill. I've already seen him up close and in person in practice here a gotcha. few times and watched him a couple times live. But you can see the velocity on the ball, and is it still traveling? It's, it's uh, moving. Yeah. It's not dying. 40, 50 yards right. down the field. And a couple of them were overthrows. Uh, but you can tell that that ball has a lot of velocity on it at 20, 25, 30 yards down the field. Okay. So there's a method to your madness over there. I thought you went over there to get the water out of the Gatorade and just didn't <laughs> I did. leave. Okay. I did that, too. So, Jameer Gibbs, and I asked you this uh, before we came on, still your – Running back 1B behind Bijan? Yeah, I think just Bijan, he's just bigger, but he does a lot of the same things that Jameer does. Um, but I wouldn't be – I'd be happy if I was a team that needed a running back and I ended up with either one of those. Although it'll be interesting to see if these guys end up dropping, not because oh. of the players they are, but because of the position. And I thought you were going to say maybe someone like the Eagles at the bottom of the first round takes a player like Bijan if he's the, or Jameer. I don't think Bijan will be there. Yeah, because they can compare him to uh, the running backs that they won. They had a running back by committee. I think Bijan is a little bit more of a workhorse type back, yeah. uh, where Jameer is a little bit more of a rotation type back. I watched him, I believe, in the Tennessee game. He played over 80 snaps that game, and that's a lot of hits from yeah, a smaller right. running back. So. The way the NFL is going now, you don't see those big Eric Dickersons, Adrian Petersons that are going to get 25, 30 touches a game or right. carries a game. Teams are going to running back by committee now. So maybe that's why the, the, the position is devalued, not the players, but the position. And as we've been through and seen a lot of tape on all these running backs coming out this year, you're going to get great value on Friday. Oh, you're going to get great right. value on Saturday because there's a lot of good running backs uh, that are going to get drafted on Saturday that will end up being good players in the NFL. So Hedgemir gives a 509-3 today, 199. So you're right, he was 199 at the Combine as well. And you said this throughout the, the process on the podcast, that he's smaller even though he's been comped to Alvin Kamara and, and Dalvin Cook. He's not that thick. Who? Jameer. Yeah, no, he's not as thick upper body, but yeah. his lower body is as thick or okay. thicker than those guys. So, okay. especially in the running back, uh, you know, I always felt that if you can see how thick they are through the lower, that really tells you the explosiveness and the power that he's going to have. And we talked about this yesterday about Zach Harrison, who was a completely different body type because he's 6'5", almost 6'6", 269, I think is what he weighed the defensive end for Ohio State. Uh, thin waist down, though. Yeah, we called it thinner pins. Oh, okay, yeah. Of the other guys. Yeah, That's there you go. That's a scouting term. I like it. Okay. We'll the bring you binoculars next year when we go to the <laughs> Senior Bowl so you can see what the heck's going on. But uh, he was a little bit thinner through the lower. Uh, still an explosive athlete, uh, but some of that you kind of get concerned a little bit with. Right. Uh, although he's got a really strong upper body and he can <laughs> he can explode into some blocks. All right, let's talk about Brian Branch. Uh, speaking of defenders here, uh, the safety 
slash slot slash free safety for Alabama. Played the star position, as you point out, the toughest position to play on that defense. And you talked to Coach Saban today uh, about a bunch of things. So you guys can check that out on CBS Sports HQ. But Brian Branch, 5'11 and 5'8, 192, ran a 4'5'8 at the combine. Didn't run again here today but had a good workout. Did you want him to run to see if he could improve that time? No, because I know he plays faster okay. on tape. So I'm not worried so much about his play speed, but I do love the fact that he went out there and competed at the combine. So it wasn't maybe the fastest time you wanted to see, but it wasn't four six five four seven either. Yeah. So I don't think that'll hurt him. Teams will go back, watch the tape, realize that he is a very good football player that can run fast enough, make enough plays. Some teams to play a heavy zone scheme may keep him at the nick position uh, and play him over the slot. Other teams will look at him as a free safety, but that's going to make him valuable because there's not a lot of guys out there like that that can play multiple positions. Right, and he's been our safety one throughout the draft process, which is sort of rare. You start in the fall and the guy doesn't move off that list. Will Anderson obviously is an exception because he's Will Anderson, um, but there's even been some Tyree Wilson talk, of course, at edge rusher. But with, with Brian Branch, he, he is who he is, and the 4-5-8 I don't think affects anyone. No, not at all. All right, let's talk about um, Tyler Steen. So that's off his tackle, transferred from Vanderbilt, had a solid season, and let me get you the exact numbers because I know you're a stickler for exactness, 6057, so almost 6'6", 321, and he is a, a thick young man. What do you think about his prospects at tackle? Are we going to have to talk about him moving inside? Because I thought he was good enough at tackle during the season, but maybe NFL teams still differently. Yeah, when you watch him, some people question his arm length, and if you were on top of your game today, you would have gotten They didn't measure the arms arm today. Uh, uh, oh, they did. Oh, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Okay. So that will be Thanks something. Thanks for calling you can, me out for yeah. all the people. <laughs> yeah, that as we go forward. Learn the game. All right. All right. But he is another kid that's very athletic. By the uh, way, he, I saw you looking down at my notes. You're looking for the arm length, weren't you? Yeah, I oh, was. Okay. There is no <laughs> Very incomplete today. Well, you need to work on that, along with him bringing binoculars to the senior bowl. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll get the arm length. I'll have it on the next pod. I have it in my notes somewhere. All right. Go ahead. So, but he moved around excellent today. I think he is yeah. athletic enough to play left tackle. I think uh, as he learns and grows, if he doesn't become a starter, which I think he has the opportunity to do, he'd be a great swing tackle playing both on the left and right side. Some teams that I talk to see him moving inside the guard because he is so athletic. Let me ask so you this big. again, and we talked this before. How hard is it, though, to take a guy who played tackle in the movement? How long does that process take? Because it's easy to say it's harder to do. Yeah, it's extremely because everything happens a lot faster. Right. I mean, those defensive tackles are on you really quick. Uh, but – when we were down at the uh, Senior Bowl, yeah. we saw Cody Mock uh, go down and do that. And, he, and there was no issue with him adjusting to it. It is a, an adjustment period, but I think this kid's more than talented enough to play left tackle. I think some teams will even look at him as a right tackle. And don't expect him to get out of Friday. He'll be drafted in the second or third round. All right. I would say I agree with that, but you left having the next time, last time I mentioned that. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Emil Ikior, his, his teammate who, who played on the offensive line, took some snaps at center today in, in the, the blocking drills. And D.J. Fluker, first-round pick in 2013, was here working out. That might be the biggest human being I've ever seen in person before. <laughs> yeah, and he's lost weight. Uh, so, But Ikior, uh, I thought teams are going to look at him as a combination guy. Now, he played and lined up and started at right guard at Alabama. You didn't see him play center. No. We were down at the Senior Bowl. We saw him play guard and center. And when you're looking at these offensive linemen, especially the interior guys, they have to be able to do multiple, posi multiple positions. They have to be a center and they have to play guard because usually on game day, 
in the NFL, you have seven or eight offensive linemen. That's it. If one goes down, then you have to have the ability uh, to play multiple positions. And I thought he showed up at the Senior Bowl, and I thought that carried over to yeah. this pro day. And he was only – I don't have his arm length. I'll get to you later. Only uh, six feet, two inches, and three-eighths. So you're not playing you're, – you're probably destined for interior automatic. I mean, he plays interior, but maybe even snapping the ball might be your future. Yeah, no, I think because of his athleticism yeah. and uh, how well he moves in space that I think teams will look at him as a center, but you also know he can play guard. And let's talk about one last guy, and then we'll get out of here because we got to get on the road. Um, Eli Ricks, we haven't talked about him a lot at all over this draft process. He didn't start the season. He came in after an injury, and he actually played pretty well, extremely long. And let me get the numbers here. Four, five, nine. Six, oh, two, two. So he was over all six. Right. He's six, two and changed and two eights. And uh, he weighed 190, 35-inch vertical. and But he ran around the 4.6 range in the 40. Yep. I thought he played faster than that, but – What's your take on Eli Ricks, the LSU transfer, who looks the part when you're talking about NFL cornerbacks? Yeah, everybody was worried about his speed. Yeah. So when you get at that 4-6 range for a corner, that's a little bit scary, yes. especially if you're going to play any kind of man scheme with him. And he's outside solely. Yeah, so he's going to be an outside zone corner guy. I thought his best game that I saw him was against Mississippi State. He dominated where, that game. Yeah, where he got an opportunity to start, Yep. and then he played the rest of the year. I think teams are wavering on him a little bit. Um, when you got a guy at that 4-6 range at the corner position, you wonder if he can move back to free safety potentially because a lot of teams, there's not a lot of great safeties in this draft. There's going to be some good players. Yeah. Uh, but teams will start looking at corners that can potentially move back to safety. The only way that they will be able to answer that question is in meetings because mm. the safety has to be the one that's the quarterback of the defense, has to be able to communicate, has to be able to make all the adjustments. So a lot of times you may think a corner can move to safety, but if he can't think on his feet and adjust accordingly what's going on pre-snap, then they're going to just keep him at corner. One last thing, and I heard some, some personnel folks talking about this during the course of the drill, simple drills, like doing the vertical, doing the long jump, and guys kept having to do it over and over again. They, they weren't getting it. Is that a problem for you? It gets annoying because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got a plane to catch, just right. like we do here. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, okay, you, you hit the cone once, you hit the cone right. twice. Okay, make sure you get yourself wide enough to get around cone. Make an adjustment. Time. So just adjust and do the drill right. Okay. And when you have to – players – repeatedly make the same mistakes then it's like what's going on dude? what's going Why, on don't you understand what the heck you're supposed to do in this, this isn't the first time you're doing that drill all right that's it from tuscaloosa me and rick if we look tired it's because uh rick's not tired he just all the time I, i'm a little tired <laughs> not gonna lie to you so we're off to catch a plane we'll see you monday but tomorrow friday uh, we'll be in lexington kentucky to see will levis see that arm talent and then monday we'll have a recap of everything we've seen with these three quarterbacks and prepare you for seeing Anthony Richardson on March 30th. We'll be in Gainesville for that. Uh, in the meantime, thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment, all the other stuff, and we'll talk to you later. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.